Welcome back to another episode of Your Neighborhood Bessie the Podcast. I am your host, Aaliyah. I'm back with part two of Struggling to Leave Your Job. Um, This episode, I really wanted to focus on the financial part of it because I know that's one of the biggest fears that people kind of have with leaving their job. And so I feel like I just have to jump right into it. So the first thing that you have to do or have to be is discipline. Um, When it comes to finances, I feel like the hardest part about it's not about making money it's about managing money and it's about being disciplined with the way that you spend money like your spending habits um the way that you are you checking your bank accounts regularly like are you are you do you have a goal so for me um i had a goal that i wanted to make a certain amount of money so that i could feel comfortable enough to leave my job So what I had to do was I had to get disciplined. I had to really look at my finances, see where I was spending unnecessary money at. And I had to really just cut back on it completely. Now, with the whole COVID situation going on, that did help me a lot because we really weren't able to do much. But I really wasn't like buying clothes that much. I wasn't buying um, food out a lot. Like I really kind of stayed in the house for like the first couple of months. So that really helped me save the first bulk of my money. Um, secondly, I, for me, okay, I'm gonna just go back to when I was spending a lot of money. So I was spending about $800 a month on going out. So that was, that's, that includes going out to eat, buying clothes to party, partying, buying drinks, hookah and all that. So when I not like tallied up how much money I was spending, I was so shocked that I was literally like being a little bit careless with my money because I'm like, I could have just did so many other things. I could have saved so much more money if I would have realized how much I was doing. So I think one thing that you can do is like, you don't have to completely cut back if that's not what you, that's not what is ideal to you. One thing that you can do is give yourself a set amount of how much you want to spend with your checks. So that's what I started doing first. I started saying, okay, this is how much I'm going to be okay with going out to eat. This is how much I'm going to spend with going out. This is before the pandemic happened. So that's kind of how I kind of got into saving a little bit was looking at my um, looking at my account, adding up everything that I was spending money on that wasn't necessarily benefiting me. Um, secondly, I kind of got to a point where I was like, okay, I have a goal now. I wanted to save X, Y, and Z amount of money. So I'm going to actually, I have a savings account as well. That's another good thing to do is like, if you don't have a savings account, you should really get a savings account because you're able to move your money to another account. So you're not touching it. So I have a checking account. I have a savings account. I even thought about getting like a separate bank account for just like bills with another bank so that the one that I have is like my spending money. Then I have my savings account and then I have my account where all my bills come out of. So you really have to get particular with money because especially when you're the type of person that uses your card a lot. Now, one thing I realized about me is that I swipe more than I spend cash. So it's more beneficial to me to carry cash because I'm more strict on what I'm what I can buy. Now with my car, it's like, all right, I know I had this amount of money. I know I just got paid. So let me just go get whatever I want to get. So for me, what I started doing was I started taking out cash and I started kind of only allowing myself to use this amount of money. Um, Another thing that I feel like is very beneficial, especially if you live by yourself, cook your own dinner at home and not to stop in the morning. So for me, that was another big thing. Like I was stopping every morning to get breakfast and I would go out, I would eat lunch out. So I was spending about almost $20, $30 a day 
because I will buy breakfast. I will buy snacks for while I'm at work. I will buy money off. I will spend money out for lunch. And then sometimes I will even spend money out for dinner because I didn't feel like cooking. So one another another way that I saved money was I cut back on stopping every morning. I started like making smoothies at home. I started like buying snacks that I could spread throughout the weeks. Um, I stopped, I started cooking at night. And so what I would do was I would make my dinner at night and whatever I had for dinner, I would have for lunch. But for me, that got a little too heavy. I feel like when I eat a lot of heavy foods, I get very sluggish. So I started like having sandwiches and salads and things like that, but I made those things at home. So it's very convenient to take your lunch. Um, and then which also you could do is what I, what I started off doing was I started off, um, taking my lunch and then still eating out for breakfast. And then I got to a point where I completely cut off eating out altogether because it was just taking too much money out of what I was trying to save. And second of all, it wasn't as healthy for me as, it, as I like. I, I, and then another thing for me, I sat all day at work. So with sitting, putting on all that weight, you're, it's not really healthy for you, you know. So I was like, all right, I kind of have to get in control of my health and I have to get in control of my finances. So that was that kind of saved me almost two or three hundred dollars. Um, or two or three hundred dollars every two weeks when I was getting paid. So that was another way that I was able to save a lot of money. Third thing I want to say is that um, kind of monitor how you shop when you're buying, like when you live alone, or like just kind of seeing what you're eating. Because I realized for me, I was spending a lot of money on grocery shopping too. So then I had to say, like, okay. I need to be more proactive with what I buy. I need to be more proactive with what I'm spending my money on. Like that's how that's how cutthroat I was with my spending habits. Like I was like, all right. So what I what I what I felt was more beneficial was um only going shopping more frequently but spending less money. So I would shop for like the week. Instead of me shopping for two weeks out because food goes bad fast, especially when you live by yourself or one night you may not feel like cooking. So you just kind of have those things sitting there. So what I started doing was I would shop every week so that I could save money, number one. And number and another thing I have to say, just because you see a sale does not mean that you have to get that item. If something is five for five or whatever the case may be, like, yeah, it might be. It might be more reasonable to do that, but it also you're wasting money because sometimes that stuff goes bad, especially when you live alone. So I realized that for me, I kind of had to stop um, getting like all the sales and stuff because I realized that it looked like it was a sale, but it really wasn't a sale for me because I'm only one person. So I'm not eating as much that I'm buying and it's going away. So I'm and again, I'm wasting money. So another tip it would, for me would be to make sure that you're... Um, make sure that you're monitoring how much you're wasting, how much you're actually eating. Really buy foods that you, you're going to eat. Or what I would do is if I know I wanted to cook a certain meal, I would buy all the ingredients for that meal so that I could make that. And it would last me like maybe two days or whatever. So that was another way that I was able to save. So I started saving roughly around almost $1,000 a month with all of my bills, with rent, car payment, car insurance, cell phone bill, all that. I was still saving a thousand dollars a month. Now I know people have different um, incomes, and you know yours might vary or your bills might vary. But for me, like what I had to stop doing was I had to stop allowing my spending habits to su- to succeed or uh, sup- no, I want to say suppress. I had to stop letting my spending habits exceed 
what I was bringing in. And that's what I was doing. Like I was really just kind of spending money very like loosely. And so I had to really get a grip of how I was spending money. Another thing that I do want to say too is um, break down your money. So this is a trick for entrepreneurs because I think that we don't look at money in certain ways. Um, What I realized working at a bank is that people that are self-employed actually make more money than people that are people that work regular jobs. Because when you work regular jobs, you only get paid. You're only getting a deposit two times a month. Whereas if you're self-employed, you're constantly putting money in and money is coming out. So it's kind of like you're you're putting more in and in, in taking some out, but with your two week or you know your biweekly paycheck, you're only getting those two deposits in, and then you're taking out a, like you're just taking out for until you get paid again. So I realized that um, was one of the things that I felt like needed I needed to put into perspective. And secondly, okay, this is the, one of the ways that I got comfortable with leaving my job. So, um, what I did was I took my hourly rate and I multiplied that by how many hours I worked a day. And I said, okay, if that's $200, two fifty, or however much it is for you, that's the least amount of money that I have to make in a day to sustain myself because I already know how my life is with this money. And to be honest, you will make more if you're still making more of yourself employed because you're not getting taxed. Now, of course, if you have a business and it's, you know, legal, then you will have to pay taxes on it. But what I'm saying is like up front, you're really getting paid the $200 an hour. Whereas with your check, you're making that money, but you're still getting taxed on it. So it was a little less than what you kind of um, worked for, to be honest. But what I can say is that when I looked at money that way, it made me more comfortable with saying, okay, if I just made this amount of money per day, or, you know, one day you might have a bad day, one day you might have a good day, and you probably make um, two times more, you probably make a little bit more than you made the previous day, you're still able to average that money out. That's another thing that you have to keep in mind. Some days you might not make any money, and some days you might make a lot more money. And so what you have to do is you have to average that out over the period of the weeks to see how much you're bringing in on a daily basis, because that's what's going to get you to the point where you're looking at how much you have to sustain yourself. Um, Another thing that I do want to say, too, is that, like I said previously, I'm not opposed to having a nine to five. But what I realized with my nine to five and why I probably got drained so fast was because I didn't have a goal for my life. And my goal, like, you know, I had goals where I wanted to get my apartment. I had my degree. I got a job. I was making money. But I didn't have a goal of where I I wanted my future to go. So when you are working a nine to five, when you have a goal in your mind that you're working towards, work should change the way you it, it it should change the way you view your job, because now you have something to work forward to. You really need a why in your life. And that's another thing that I was struggling with. Like, what's my why? What's going to fuel me on the days where I don't feel like being an entrepreneur, on the days I don't feel like getting up to do the work that I have to do? Because honestly, you work a lot more when you are an entrepreneur. But it's a good it's a good work because it's something that you actually like to do. And so um, I kind of feel like people think that 
when you have your nine to five, you can't do anything else. Or if you just leave your nine to five and you have a job, it's like, how am I, how am I going to generate income? And I know that this is, isn't an ideal situation for everyone. So what I want to say is that get your why. Let your why fuel you for your goal. And honestly, once you have that, you kind of have everything you need and also get disciplined too, of course, on the money aspect of it, because that's also a big chunk that's going to keep you secure. Like with me, like I stated before, I was able to save a lot of money. I don't want to say a lot of people think like, oh, she rich, like how much she saving? But I was able to save money to sustain myself so that I don't have to worry about how I'm going to pay my bills. And I know that's one of the big things that people worry about. And so what you should start doing is start getting disciplined, start um, cutting back on your spending habits, start looking at your bank accounts, start looking at um, kind of how you're spending your money on what things you're spending your money on. Is it a necessity? Is it something that you want? That's another good thing. Another good one. Um, kind of dividing your finances up okay so this is the things I want these are things that I need and needs should be rent you know car payment because you need all that to survive you know to sustain yourself but and have the categories for once but don't totally cancel out your once because then you'll be feeling like you're not treating yourself or you'll be feeling that's another way that you can kind of drain yourself out so what you can also do is you can also make a like like I said you can make a category for your once um, put an, an amount on how much you want to spend on your wants and don't exceed that amount until the next month. Maybe you have to wait a little longer for something to happen. Maybe you have to wait, you know, maybe you have to make sacrifices. That's what it's really about is making sacrifices to get you to the next point. Um, yeah, I feel like once you do those things, get disciplined, have your why. Also, it's a lot of fear around the unknown. And to be honest, like I stopped fearing the unknown because that's really a beautiful thing about life is that we don't know everything. Like some of our best days haven't happened yet. And so when I say that, it's like, yeah, I might be in a bad space right now. I might not be feeling like this is the best possible situation that I'm in. I want to make more money. How can I leave my job? I'm getting tired. Some of our best days haven't happened yet. And I feel like that's another reason why. That's another thing that can actually help motivate you to get to a point where you can live the life that you want. Use that as a way or something as a mental tool to say, okay, I'm in a place where I don't want to be, but that doesn't mean I'm going to be here forever. You know? Um, Also, what I can say about finances is don't live beyond your means. That is a big one that I see that I've seen working at the bank um, that I just even experienced within myself. I'm being transparent here. Um, but seriously, like don't be live beyond your means. Honestly, if you can't afford your rent in one check, you can't afford that apartment. You should have more than half the money. Like you should have double the amount with paying bills or you should have money left over, not something that's going to put you in a tight spot, but something like a couple hundred dollars over your rent. Because honestly, when you're working, when you are splitting your bills up to say, okay, I'm going to take this, this amount of money out this check and that amount of money on that check, you're still putting yourself in a tight space. You're just stretching it out, you know? And so what I can say is that make sure that you're not living beyond your means. And one way that you can do that is maybe get a roommate. 
I never liked the idea of having a roommate. Like I didn't get along really well with my college roommate. And so I just figured I wasn't the type of person to have a roommate. But if you get a good roommate and y'all split the bills, it really helps you out really because we're still young and we're still trying to get ahead. Like, you know, we're still trying to get somewhere in life. So the roommate situation isn't that bad. As long as you have like, you know, rules, make sure it's just not with just anybody, make sure it's with somebody that you can trust, somebody that's going to keep up their part. But to me, having a roommate towards the end of my lease, before I did move back home with my mom, I had a roommate and we were splitting the bill. So it was like, we were both, hopefully we were both able to save. I know I was able to save before I moved back with my mom. Um, and so, and plus I do want to make a disclaimer here. I'm not just living here for free. So don't be saying, oh, that's why she could pay. That's why she could save all that money because she's not paying no bills. No, I still have to pay. And I still have a car and I still have insurance and I still have a phone. So I still have bills I have to pay. But I realize that the roommate situation isn't that bad, especially if you're single. Like that, I feel like that's like kind of like, you know, a little good thing a little bit because you it's, I feel like sometimes it's easier to live with one other person than it is to live with couples. And that just depends on the couple. Um, secondly, car situations. I wish I, I really wanted to do videos about finance because I, you know, I've always worked in finance, so I've seen so many different things, plus my own experiences. But to be honest, these car dealers out here be really getting people with in, interest rates. Honestly, your car payment shouldn't be no more than $200, $300 and $300 for a new car, a brand new car. Your payment should not be excessively be excessive because honestly, you're paying more for interest than you're paying the loan. The loan car payments are interest based loans. I know I'm going off a little off topic, but I just wanted to discuss this because I think a lot of women don't know this and I know more women watch podcasts more. So car loans are interest based loans. So the bulk of your payment is going towards your interest rate, depending on how good your credit is. And so keep that in mind when you are making car purchases. Like, it's really okay to drive whatever car as long as you're getting you from A to B. My first car was a 2006 Toyota Prius. I had it for four years, maybe, before I upgraded. I paid that car off. It was My payment was only $200 a month. Paid that off before I got my new car, which now I'm like, I'm not, my payment is reasonable for the for the year of my car. And so I feel like, look, break down, uh, where you're putting your money at. If something is exceeding your limits, then try to like look for a place that is less than your means. Look for a car that's more ideal to what you can afford monthly and make sure your insurance is also there too because that's another big one, like when your insurance is high um, because all that really adds up and that takes away from your goals and it takes away from you being able to fund your business or fund whatever you, whatever reason you're deciding to leave your nine to five. Hopefully, you know, you started a business, you started a practice, you wrote a book, you, you know, you did whatever it is that you wanted to do as to why you left your nine to five to support yourself. But I feel like one of the, one of the things that I had to look at was literally I had to look at the full picture. I had to look at my rent, my car payment, my car insurance, how much money I was spending on food, how much I was spending on going out. I had to really dig deep, excuse me, and get into everything because if not, 
I was going to continue to have those poor spending habits and not be able to save and not be able to support myself the way I wanted to. Like, it's not that I needed more money. I just needed to learn how to better manage my money. And I think that's the problem most people struggle with is money management, is being disciplined, is not getting something because it's on sale, you know? It is good to catch sales, but like I said, sometimes the sale is not good for you because you're still spending that money and you're possibly not even using it or it's going to waste. You're only wearing it one time. Like I was buying outfits every weekend, only wearing them one time. It's like all of my money was just going. And so I feel like the financial aspect of it really boils down to how much control you have over your finances. Honestly, I know people don't have a problem making money. People have a problem with how they can better uh, support, how they can better, I don't want to say support themselves, how they can better sustain themselves without that income with having a job. And the way that you can do that, like I stated before, is just um, really seeing how much money you make a day by, like I said, take the amount of money that you make, times it by how many hours you work. And that's your set price of the minimum amount that you want to make to sustain yourself. And I, and also understand that you're not going to make money every day. Hopefully you get to a point where you make money every day. Hopefully you are making money every day. But letting yourself know, okay, if I'm making even $20 over what I was making for at my job, I'm doing good because I'm going to bring in, if not more, because you should be bringing in more because you're not getting technically taxed right off the bat. Whatever, depending on what kind of business you have, maybe you might be doing something, maybe you might be doing hair, maybe doing events, like you might not have a um, business that's registered, which is also not a bad thing either. I don't like when people think that they have to have an LLC or they have to have a business to quit their job. You can do little, little freelance jobs, you can do hair, you can do whatever it is that you need to do and still sustain yourself. Really, you really can. And also like, I know people that, try to keep jobs because it gets you cars and it gets you apartments and things like that. But to be honest, you can get that stuff with using your bank statements. The last six months of your bank statements or whatever, a couple months, they just require you to provide that and you'll be fine. So kind of like make sure you do your research on what it is that you're trying to get. Make sure you have a goal. Make sure you can still sustain yourself. You're not overspending. You're not living beyond your means. You're not putting yourself in a hole by having bad spending habits. The worst spending habit I realize people have is eating out. It really is eating out. Or buying, buying like going food shopping and spending too much money on food. It really revolves around food, not really anything else. The bulk of mine was going out to eat all the time. Like that was my thing. But once I got disciplined, all that, like it, it really was like an overnight because I was so surprised that I was spending $800 a month and I had my rent was $840 at the time. So I'm really spending how much money, as much money I'm spending on rent, I'm spending the same amount on going out to eat and doing all this other stuff. And then wonder why, like, I feel like I need to be making more money when really I just had to better manage myself. So I hope these tips helped you with the financial part of it. If you have any questions, that you want to talk about financial related, please feel free to DM me, leave comments below. I think you can leave comments on here. I'm not 100% sure, but make sure y'all leave me some comments. Make sure y'all subscribe to my podcast. It is available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Podcasts. Make sure you also look at the video that I um, that I started to attach to my Instagram. My Instagram is The Alpha Arrive, and that is where I keep all of the podcast videos that go along with the podcast episodes. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening.
I'm really back, y'all. I told y'all I was back. I told y'all I was back and I was ready. I'm here. I'm consistent. I really can't wait to share with y'all everything that I have in store for this podcast. Make sure you are subscribed. Make sure you leave a comment. Make sure you engage with me on my social media, which is the Alpha Arrive. Thank you so much again for listening.